As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Whatever, hoof, it's over hoof. and they have to... <laughs> it's not a word. It is a word. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Phil Nguyen from Australia, a fellow Aussie. Aussie yeah. Phil, in fact. Uh, which tournament has the best court speed for spectators to watch? Ooh. Mm. That's a hard I'm one. I'm going to answer grass. <laughs> really? 100%. Everything should be on grass. No. You know there's going to be a new Berlin grass tournament yeah, yeah, next yeah. year? The Staffy Graf Stadium. I know. It's I'm in so instead uh, of Birmingham. Berlin. Have you ever, Are you did you play, ever play Did you ever I've play played, the Berlin I, tournament I, when it was there? Yeah, my first WTA tournament was uh, I got a wild card into the qualies in Berlin so and I qualified. Yeah. And I lost to Shui Pong. Pong? Pong oh. Shui. Yeah. Pong Shui. Who's still playing? You're both still playing. Yeah. Um, that is a beautiful country club, too. Like, is it? Not a country club. It's a tennis club. Yeah, yeah. but it's like in the fancy part of, it's gorgeous. of Berlin. Yeah, Grunewald. It's there you go. Are you going to play it? I guess if I'm still playing tennis, I'm yep. gonna play. I'll I'll come watch. You're gonna. Come. I'm, I'm play. I'll play. Should, I'll come. I played there many times. It was it's a beautiful stadium, and Steffi won that tournament like nine times or something. Is so. that what they call? It? They're calling it. Well, she Steffi won a lot Graf. of things nine well, times. Well, we used so. to be on clay. We used to be on clay, and it used to be so freaking cold. I uh, one of the coldest places. Yeah, I've ever Berlin is a cold early, place, and it's early. No, it would be cold or hot. It was like yeah. it was the cra- it was like Melbourne weather. I was like, what the? F- t- well, yes, Berlin's like practically in Poland. So like when people are like <laughs> Germany, you know, people don't have a sense of like what the latitudes and longitudes of things Thanks in Europe are. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but most Americans don't know because most well, Americans don't have like a passport. Uh, geographical reporter. Thanks, Caitlin. R- reporting Thompson. live from the thirtieth latitude, which is practically the Arctic <laughs> Circle in Berlin, <laughs> Caitlin Thompson. Yeah. No, but I think that's like I'm thrilled, and I think it's in the middle of the summer. It's so later we'll, yeah, in the yeah, year it's, it instead of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be uh, two weeks before Wimbledon. I, I'm I, if I'm still uh, have a coaching job at that point, and I'm going <laughs> to commit. Who's Sam? Who's not a big, big uh, lover of grass. Can't I'm going to make is. her play Berlin. Good, <laughs> even if she play qualies. So we're but going to Berlin. I'm turning I, forty next year. But I'm let's uh, let's get well. back to the, the question. question. Oh, okay. Phil oh, wow. Nguyen's question: Best for spectators. <sighs> well, you think it's grass. I think say. it's Indian Wells, honestly. Mm. And I want to say not Indian Wells during the day, but when it gets a tad cooler because when it's really it's hot. for the fucking spectators. Well, when it's, but it, when it's hot, the ball flies and it's really hard to control in the first two or three rounds. And I always argue the best matches to watch are in the first few rounds where mm-hmm. you can see players that are in the top 10, you can see them up close. Yeah. That would be the most fun for me. Um, whereas if you sit in Arthur Ashe on the last oh, row, terrible, what yeah. you're seeing to... It also smells bad and it's... I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, and then in the once it, when it cools down a little bit and players have really started to feel the ball, 
it's really awesome to watch. It's a good court speed. You can hit through the ball. You can also play spin. It takes on the it's, slice. It's quite slow. It's a pretty gritty. Service. Yes, it is pretty gritty, but you can hit through the through the court if you if you want to. So I I like Indian Wells. Indian Wells say. is and it's almost never best. windy unless it's the windiest place in the world. Remember that Zvonareva Ivanovic yeah. well, match. Oh God, that was it's, amazing. It's desert. That wind. was amazing. I did. I uh, Lisa Raymond and I played a doubles final there, and we literally didn't warm up for the match. It was the wind was so bad. We we went on court yeah. and we started here. And we went, What's the point? And we literally didn't warm up for our final because it was that windy. Really? And in the stadium, it was better. So we're yeah. like, well, we'll use the five minute warm up in the in oh. the final. Did you so win? Like, obviously, I'm question. just making sure. Um, but yeah, we didn't warm up. That's how bad the wind is. Yeah. So it's either it's either it's desert. It's yeah. either it's either blowing a gale to the point of like not being able to hit yeah. the ball, or it's perfect. It is the best tournament. As a spectator, to yeah. go and watch. There's Surface no aside, just <clears throat> the spectator aspect of that, you can see all the top ten. Yes. You can see everyone. They make the practice courts really, really accessible. Cool, yeah. And it's cool to just go and watch anybody warming up, playing. I remember mm -hmm. watching Svetlana Kuznetsova and your your pal Yelena Yankovic mm -hmm. warming up inches from my yeah, face. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's both the of them. Then you have this huge grass area where you can watch yeah. players warm up for their yeah. warm ups and for their practices. Also, also cool, especially yeah. if you're interested generally in sport to see what the players are and doing with their trainers. Nobu overlooking a court, you can. You can have Nobu. Why? Also, why would you have Nobu? Because you can sit in a restaurant. Bonu, <laughs> <laughs> as as we call it in Germany. Uh, I, I will That's say, I think playing. I think. <laughs> Sitting and watching actually in Shenzhen at the WTA finals for people. Yeah. That's a good court as well. It, 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 you can play fast or slow on that court. And there's court. lots of seats available. And, um, well, can we talk about that? Okay, let's. That was not a okay, good Okay, so look. here's the problem. The WTA know that because behind the court, the only way to get to those seats behind the court, which is obviously in the camera angle, where you hello, want to be. Where you seated. want people to be seated and mm -hmm. where people want to sit was you had to be accredited to sit there. So oh. you had to have accreditation. Nobody from the public could sit in those seats. That's dumb. Because of the way the configuration of the stadium was. Mm -hmm. And then they built the court and then they put these seats, um, you know, that were temporary seats behind the court um, because it's a it's not an indoor stadium for tennis. It was it's an indoor stadium. Right. Yeah. And so they built these temporary smaller seats behind the court. But they were that's for for us, for the players, coaches and the, mm -hmm. you know, the VIPs and the people that could get down into the players area with badges could only sit there. Right. Well, but we, it was still wasn't it, full. No, it was fairly filled. But it still wasn't full follow. If you, I watched yesterday, I watched the London O2 Arena yeah. where like I don't know how many people fit in there, 10,000 yeah. and people are yelling and screaming. And you know what is so interesting to me every time I watch people tennis? Make money in London. I, w I wouldn't have in um, the, as you said, we're both in New York. The Fed Cup finals was in the middle of the night. It was 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. when Ayla Tomjanovic took the court. And it's interesting to me every time how the audience's atmosphere transfers through the TV. I wouldn't have stayed awake for that, but the people and the atmosphere yeah. got me hooked in that I felt like this was the most important, urgent thing in the world right yeah. now. And if I fell asleep, I would miss a thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that really transfers. And the same thing with I love, as I said, I'm a, fan, a tennis fanatic. I watch everything. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I woke up and I put on my alarm to watch the WTA finals in Shenzhen. And after one set, I turned it off. The only match that I did watch was Andrescu and Halep because that was an amazing match. Agreed. And all the others, I didn't sit from first point through last. And that's strange because I watched the stupidest thing just yeah. because I love it. And it's the atmosphere of the audience not transferring through the TV. That's I, I think, completely agree with you. And I think one of the things that is a real hardship and it gets to an earlier question part of an earlier question which is how do you develop fanship how do you that's a good one question. of the interesting well, things it's the first about year in shenzhen yeah yeah but still but Sh how do you the, the Asia there's swing work to be done i yes. think has a bit i mean one thing that's great and i think the wta in particular should be thankful for it, and i'm sure is is the big checks being cut by a lot of these mm -hmm. sporting oh federations God. and sponsors who are bringing the tour to asia obviously before it was in shenzhen it was in singapore sashido the japanese you know cosmetics mm -hmm. manufacturer sponsoring the year-end championships but but it does have an issue in terms of the the buy-in from the public maybe the tickets to your point are are overpriced maybe yeah. it's 
a situation where, you know, they there's know. not enough local fans. It's Singapore screwed. was, I mean, I don't know if you remember, I was an alternate when the finals was in Istanbul mm -hmm. and I was sitting there watching all the matches because there was no chance of me getting in. It was the best thing. I The yeah. only thing I could think of, Andrea, please next year play well and come so back here. It was well, but the tickets so, were so cheap in Istanbul. I don't care. I, I don't care about it. Make money otherwise. Get great. the revenues right. from TV and get yeah. the revenues from sponsors, but make the atmosphere great. That's yeah. my whole point. Well, I can say that um, it. they know it was an issue. They understand, and they're very, very aware of it. So we'll Since see when are you the spokeswoman of the WTA? No, because we brought it up. <laughs> I'm just Because we brought it up. Oh, trust me, the WTA know. If there's anyone going to give them shit, it's me. But they, they very, they're very aware of the yeah. optics and how it mm. looked um, for them. And look, you know, China's throwing money left and right at a million events over there. And, you know, it's not like, you know, everyone says it has some of the, if not the more, most billionaires in the world now are in China. Mm. But there's also an incredibly a lot of people that are not wealthy. Mm. So, uh, you know, to buy tickets, it's not, it's not easy there. But yeah. I think you're right. The fan base will grow there because it's now 10 years that it's going to be there. So guess what? <laughs> if, they, if they don't get it after the third year, you have to start thinking, this was probably not the right mm. area. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they've had two tournaments this year there already. So yeah. they should, they've had the Shenzhen tournament for, I want to say, four years. Yeah. They have two tournaments this year there. Plus the finals, so a fan base should be established by now. I don't say that this is the first year we cut them some slack, but this is something that the WTA has to work on. Yep. I think we'll, we'll we'll see what happens next year. Well, this is sort of the a question kind of related. We touched on this a little bit. Jody Sharkey asks: Did WTA end of year championships matter anymore? It obviously like lacks the hype of a slam. Even the hype of the ATP finals, it's nice icing on the cake for rising stars, but motivation, injury risk, and format seem an issue. I don't know what he means by format. Um, I think, the, I think group playing stages. The, yeah, the, the amount of matches. I actually like the round robin. I think it's I interesting. I like it too. It's you always different. sort of yeah. get to see all of the desirable matches. Yeah, I like it too. And uh, it's interesting to see who brings the fight, yeah. even if they're And it would be hard. Imagine you have only eight players there and you play a KO, and, you have a and after the first draw. day, yeah. half of the people are gone already totally. that you want to see, and half of the people could be the biggest stars of our sports, it's, you know? It's actually the, you know, as a fan, it is the best tournament to go to. I mean, yeah. if you want to see the best players in the world play, and guarantee them playing. But who's going to go to Shenzhen yeah, for that? I'm t let's. I'm not, I'm not talking about. I go to the going ATP somewhere. Finals Although I will say, time. if you live in Hong Kong, it's talk about having. That's a shitstorm there. But it's literally a ferry ride from Hong Kong. So if mm. you live in Hong Kong, get over to Shenzhen next year if you're a tennis fan. You know, I mean, literally, I, yeah, I yeah, flew yeah, into yeah. Hong no, Kong, took a ferry, and yeah. I was like there. So it's like you seeing every top player playing against each other every day, guaranteed. Mm. Well, unfortunately, this year we had a few defaults. That was crazy. I, that was really crazy. How yeah, many but people the people who out? got in were great also. I mean, oh, yeah. Kiki Bertens yeah. made it in, and oh, yeah. she was... Well, she know, won. She beat... And she, she the only, winning, yeah. That's the only loss that Ash Barty had was yeah. to Kiki Burton. So that just shows you the depth of women's tennis. And right? also, you know what I think is a real issue and for... And Kennan. She played unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. She, she gave uh, two great matches. Svitolina run for her yeah. money, yeah. Totally. Well, you know, and literally a run for a 4.4 five million dollars <laughs> check <laughs> but um i think also an issue is the whole um depth of women's tennis which is great for the sport i think really hurts the women in this case because the last three months after the u.s open when the men were kind of chilling the top men because half of them were already qualified yeah. i think zverev who had arguably not a great year was qualified yeah. already it's second week after the u.s open yeah. how did he do that yeah. i don't know but the women were fighting until Moscow, which is yeah. one week before the finals. And so they are grind year. and every year, so, so they are grinding themselves yeah. down to the ground just to make it to the finals. And then here they are, yeah. and their body is failing. I could them. not believe Kiki Bertens, who played thirty-five tournaments this I year, or something know. insane. Yes, came went to the came to Shenzhen, having been in the final of the Elite Sh Trophy yeah. two Hai. days before. Yes, and like still managed to win a match. Like that was well, miraculous. she was seeing the ball so well. I mean, yeah, maybe, but I think on the other and hand. Kenan. Like, how did she possibly, like, you know... She probably has. Excuse me, did you see the prize money? Yeah, 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 yeah. But If I you think can't get up for that check, then there's something I you need to quit. I don't think it's about... I mean, I'm not a I professional dance player, but I can't imagine the money is the only motivator. No, I don't it's, think so either. It's a huge motivator yeah but well. if it's your sorry, I know it, it is, is but it's also your body I mean I do anything for money literally but <laughs> <laughs> not but my body let's not when talk I, about standing on the corner again with this hashtag Jonathan sign what oh yeah well, but uh, I don't get any money from it I just yeah. get intellectual property yeah. okay no, but um, the players do think about it, though. It's very I'm important. I'm sure they I do. Mean, I just, oh, yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. 
One more Louis Vuitton they're, back in the They are the choking. They're a, they are choking to get into that tournament, literally. I mean, last year, there was four players trying to make three spots, and they yeah. all went to Moscow, speaking mm-hmm. of playing to the end. Sloane Stevens, Kiki Burtons, Karolina Pliskova, and Svitolina couldn't even play because she couldn't get in. Yeah. Mm. So she went to Bali and had a holiday and said, oh, fuck it, my year's over. Yeah. And literally went and was on holiday Let me paint. and then got in. Those three players flew to Moscow after playing five weeks in a row in Asia mm. to try and make the championships. Yeah. You think they don't want to yeah. get in? No, 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 I get it. Are you kidding? I mean, a Karolina Pliskova doesn't – and Sloane Stevens, like th- – they don't need to, it's not like they're breaking the bank like they're worried about paying their yeah, mortgages totally, totally. they're no, busting think... their ass and they all lost first round yeah. they all lost in Moscow first round because you know why they're all choking to get into that really tournament so in. don't tell me that doesn't mean something to I don't, no, I'm no, not no. saying it doesn't mean something no. I'm just saying it's sad that that's the main motivator because then you turn it on and the stands are empty what I would mm. propose is a vastly tinier paycheck and you have the finals at Madison Square Garden which is where they used to have it and then you have oh, a crazy so cool. crowd well, and then you get people motivated I've for played. a totally different reason like going yeah. to London for the O2 finals. Yes. Yes, the men are rested because they haven't had to race to qualify as hard as the women, but also they come out to a full stadium. The stadium is packed and also the tournament is scheduled so intelligently. O2 Arena is part of London proper. It's not like Wimbledon where it's like essentially in a different village. It's in the city. You can go do your day's work and then like have a couple of beers and go watch incredible tennis for like two night sessions. And it really does feel like it's fan service. It is so smart. And also think about it. When I was young, when I was watching these tournaments, my like the craziest matches I remember was Sharapova against Justina and I in Madrid at yeah. the finals. Right. Where Sharapova won the finals, I think, against Kleisters and Anaya back to back. And I I remember freaking double. out. I remember freaking out because you know how Spanish audience is also. They were losing their heads. They were, th- I feel like they were throwing chairs at one point onto <laughs> yeah, the court. No, that's curious. But, uh, no, but it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, that's so fun. And I, to be fair, I don't think that Chinese people are not able to do that. I think the Chinese <laughs> get incredible. No. no, no. I think Chinese people are amazing when you have Chinese players yes, there. Yes, they are. When in Beijing, when Shuai Zhang is playing, I when Sasai Zhang is playing, it's incredible atmosphere. The problem is there hasn't grown. A tennis tradition has not grown yet. It's about to, but it's still a little early. Un- unless you don't have Chinese players at these finals and at these. Yeah. What I, I mean, Chan Chan, when I they played, there was a... The doubles exactly. got a lot of... Sure. That was the best the, atmosphere yeah. because a Chinese player was well, involved. Well, technically Taipei. They're from Taiwan. No, no. But when the, when, when uh, Sam um, yes, but and yes, Shui were playing, yeah. it was like... Jai Yo Jung Shui, Jai Yo Jung Shui, like loud hey, and Mandarin. proud, and you know they were fully into it. That was the biggest and loudest crowd of the yes, week. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Was when Shui and Sam were playing doubles. Yes. This I'm going to take a I'm going to put a pin in this because so I, do we need Lena to come back? Yeah, <laughs> always, always we need. We always Lina. need Nila. 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 <laughs> I'm tired. Os Marina Maciel writes, "I'd like you to discuss prize money in doubles." Uh, I love watching it and always check the prize money. Some of them maybe don't even pay expenses to the winners. They deserve more. I mean, I'm talking to a double specialist, obviously. This I is think like this is one for Renee. Renee? Take it home. Um, well, Take it I home, can baby say, girl. Uh, my friend, uh, that I wish I was still playing because the doubles prize money, yes, although it's very small, it's fucking amazing compared mm-hmm. to what it used to be. I mean, sure. Lisa Raymond and I, we won a lot of premier events um, and we were like – jumping out of our skin with a $35,000 check. Now it's like $125,000 to mm-hmm. win a premium mandatory. I'd be like, are you serious? That's more than what I won to win the Australian Open. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, the WTA finals, if you won every match, which Kiki Mlendenovic and Babos did, you split a million dollars as a pair. Oh, my fucking God. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, that is crazy. I literally texted Lisa Raymond. I said, get your ass in the gear. Let's go. Like, <laughs> let's get, come back. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's amazing money. Um, so, yeah, could it be more? Obviously. But, you know, we're try- like Andrea is saying, we're trying to get more money at, at, at uh, WTA events. Well, I think doubles so. is so fun to watch. It's mm, I love my to favorite watch thing. it, too, I, I think to say. many spectators, if they play tennis, they more likely play doubles. Well, just yeah. because especially it's a little bit the more, older they Especially get. the older you get. Um, what do you think about the idea that I have espoused on occasion, which is like making doubles mandatory? Oh, wow. You wouldn't. You, I mean, you see how many people are getting injured if they would have to play doubles on top. I don't think that would be good for the uh, player's health. 
unless they would schedule it. The only way you can do that, yeah. if you would cut down dr drastically like on the amount of year, tournaments and have them two weeks, uh -huh. and then you can do that. Like in US Miami, all the top players are playing doubles because they have a day of break. So fun. And too. they know they have it's so, so much. And they have like four or five days until Miami. Yeah. And that's where everyone plays. And it's so much fun to watch. And you see all the doubles matches up packed yeah, yeah all doubles matches up and it, both on men's and women's and that's the only thing but that would mean a drastical change in the whole tour where you would cut down on on all the tournaments and then have them be two the two week events drastical it i'm into a drastical change <laughs> i can think of like i can think of at least My 15 tournaments you're today. doing great you're nobody else is speaking in their second language or third or fourth or whatever it is for you um i think you haven't had enough drinks to start speaking french it's you know my what? third language just by the way <laughs> Just an FYI. I'm amazing. How <laughs> to clap on. And I look good. And I look good. And I have it. abs. Um, I <laughs> would love to get rid of 20 tournaments on the schedule. Yeah. Just make everyone really important. Make everyone really bought in. Make everyone joint like a gender. Formula One. I agree. Kind yeah, of thing. just like every single one has to be like you have to meet a certain threshold. Like you have to be able to sell it out. You have to be able to have. Yeah, I agree. You know, a facility that's good enough. Like mm. going to Miami this year, the facility is a flaming train wreck, garbage it dump. It was so bad. Like nobody Wait should go to Miami as their first. Sorry, train. a what? Flaming train wreck, garbage dump. It's trash. Trash, trash. I think that's what she said. It's yeah, a flaming. I would not want for my friends who, many of whom have never gone to a tennis tournament, but to some, make that their first. Be like, oh, what should I go to? I'm usually like Indian Wells, or if you're in Europe, you're trying go to, to show anything. me your biceps. No, I'm sweating like crazy. It's the coffee. I'm sweating like God, like a beast. Calm down. I know, it's awful. I need to get Botox in my armpits, but that's a different story. Anyway, my it's point true. is, I feel like you would, you should have to have like a certain rubric of tennis check boxes to be able to have a tournament and then just make it really awesome mm. and then it wouldn't be all about the grand slams and yeah. then equal pay would be such a no. absolutely but how many years does that maybe so you keep some of the smaller events how many you don't years know what my 10 make the picks are. make the smaller events exhibition tournaments or allow them to pay appearance fees to the players because so far they are they technically not they technically do. officially not How allowed many to play have you a taken home under the table? I'm just saying technically I they are not allowed to pay appearance fees so um, if you would allow that it would turn maybe more into an exhibition kind of thing but the smaller events could maybe survive I don't know but this is something we're talking about where you have to somebody first of all tennis had to come under one roof and then yeah. you ha would have to have a really strong personality that is like exactly I think I'm looking at you come on are you looking at Renee or at me I'm looking right at the commissioner <laughs> no <laughs> but I think das, das boot das commissioner yeah <laughs> and I would only speak with a very strong German accent there you go people <laughs> would Angela really respect your authority what's the latest news with Kim Kleisters and her injury is she still planning on a comeback love your podcast and she it's always best when Andrea Pekovic is with you too Wait, is Kim Thank you, injured? Keith Holland. Yes, Kim is, Kim is injured and she's not playing in January. Yeah, she she's uh, put a stop to the comeback in January. So okay. she's going to push it back a little bit. But you know, we know that's going to happen. Oh, shit. I mean, we, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Um, but Well, it's called being having to train sure. really hard again to get back into phenomenal shape. It's, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I always said it before I say yeah. it again. It's tough. I think to get back into the, the thing is, you know what the problem is? I know it with myself. She's used to training four or five hours a day and she's had a long break and now she comes back and she thinks she can still do it. I had to learn gradually that I can't do that anymore. Mm. That if I kids? do, and especially after three kids, I don't even want to get into that. Um, hello environment. <laughs> I'm just joking, by the way. <laughs> Please have as many kids as you want. But um, just, you know, I had to learn that gradually that whenever I would practice four or five hours a day I would get injured and I think Kim has to relearn that now because she's still in her mindset when she was thinks she's 29 30 yeah. and thinks she can still do that but now she isn't anymore Listen, anyone and it's on the be wrong a side of 30 34 and learns your body just abandons Deteriorates. you bye bye yeah, yeah, mine's yeah. gone bye bye, which is why you know I saw that check for the doubles at the championships, You're and I like, thought, oh, my mind was there, but my body was like, are you serious? You can't <laughs> go for the practice now, and your knees not swollen like a <laughs> like a watermelon. I know you wouldn't even come dancing the other night because you were like, ah, oh, my knees in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shut up. That's true. Okay, Mike McIntyre and Leon Thomas Braun want you to talk about the rise of the North, my my native land, not <laughs> my home, but my, na my, na my native land, Canada. Wait, when did we start talking about Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, that was, 
a winter while ago. King in the coming. North. Winter is coming. There Bianca. Was my and, uh, Bianca. Be- talk about needing to get her shit together as far as injuries are concerned. Yeah, she's that's the biggest. The mind is there. She's got. She's got she, everything. She literally for has. Her body right now. She literally has one of the strongest minds yeah. I've ever seen in a player as Agreed. far as being able to handle the moment. I mean, Absolutely. that U.S. Open still to this day, the atmosphere and that final and the noise that I experienced yeah. as a spectator uh, sitting on the side of the court of that match it still to this day blows my mind that she could handle that moment. Mm. She played being so, so young. The head is uh, unbelievable. The yeah. tennis is there. The tennis is there. Yeah. The body is not. A rotator cuff injury and now she's got oh, well, now she's meniscus. Or is it meniscus? No, mm. meniscus. No, she did her meniscus yeah, at the championships. Yeah, crucial and joints As and Andrea ligaments. and I know, you do the meniscus, yeah. it's like ugh, it, 10 years from now. Yeah. As I can attest yeah, I to being an NMRI machine uh, three days ago. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. I mean, that's just setting a precedent of The problem problems is she's so her. young. If you have a, I have a, that's why I have problems with my niece. I had an ACL when I was 19. And then you just I was tear on your cartilage yeah. from that moment on. So if you're lucky enough to stay healthy, somewhat healthy until 25, and then you start tearing up your cartilage, <laughs> you might get through to 32 with like somewhat of an okay that was body. Me. That was me. And, but, but that's it. But even you felt it, right? And I had it yeah. with 19. So already when I was 24, 25, my knees were already incredible. Chronical pain all the time. Chronical. I, that's a new. Well, chronical. <laughs> it's great. Chronic. <laughs> We're going to keep a list of all the neologisms you're creating. I'm going to come into your Webster dictionary and tear it from inside I'm coming out. for your dictionary. <laughs> das Kommissar will invent words and you will like it. What would you do if you're her? She's got a rotator cuff. She's now got a meniscus. Would you say like... She's manage, got a rotator cuff. She's got probably two rotator cuffs, but one of them real fucked up. So what would you sort of advise her as somebody who has... Well, I don't know what I would advise her, but you know what my theory on that is? Because I feel like what your strength is in life, philosophically, somehow is also your weakness. But it's true. But you're laughing at me. But I am arguably physically very strong when at my best and I was one of the players that was the most injury prone and I feel like Bianca you saw it at the US Open when she's physically at her best she tears people apart physically she's strong she's quick yeah she's a strong girl but she's still quick she's dynamic she's explosive but apparently she struggles with injury so Mm. I don't know what to advise her because I was very similar and one guy said to me when I was 18 oh you're like a racehorse and I was like yeah I am and then he was like well you know racehorses the minute they have a cold they get put down I was like oh my god bacteria stay away from me but it is kind of true what I want to say it's extreme but it is true a racehorse when it's uh, running well it's incredible and you see the athleticism and the minute something's wrong they They have an inflamed whatever hoof it's over and they have to (laughs) it's not a word it is a word. <laughs> so why is it funny? The, Just, way, it the was, way you said it. You also held up your pinky, yeah. which is <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Just it was, little hoop. You, <laughs> Audience, they are bullying me. They are bullying foreigners. It was like you were so serious, and then you're like, <laughs> with your little pinky. <laughs> I'm being Aww. bullied by my own colleagues. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. 
Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, one thing also that was discussed was uh, Muguruza. Yes. Oh, wait, oh, yeah, I want to read this in full because it's a lengthy one. Spana writes, what do you see happening to Muguruza next season? Do you see her teaming up with Martinez? Would that be good for her? Is spending her offseason climbing Kilimanjaro instead of lying on a beach in the Maldives a positive? And what happened with Martinez? And please come out. First of all, I'm going to take the middle, which is like, fuck off. Anybody can do whatever they want in the offseason, period. So, oh, well, like, Dick Nowitzki climb... did that before he won the ring at the Dallas Mavericks. So I feel like it's a good. Maybe she read his book. Boom. So, bam. Okay. Muguruza Martinez, great pair. She won Wimbledon with Martinez in her corner. You yeah. have some involvement in this triangle. Uh, what uh, What can you share with us, Renee? Absolutely nada. What? No, I swear to God. Come on. My swear, I promise you on my uh, mother's house, which is, is in oh a boy. lot of trouble right now. Yes. Uh, I swear, honestly. I, no, I, I don't know a thing. I haven't spoken to uh, Carolina. Yeah. I haven't spoken to Conchita about it. It's only just happened a week ago. Um, I saw them, obviously, in China. If you had to speculate, I mean, they had a good season <clears> together. Uh, I, 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 honest to God, have no clue. Yeah. Petco has theories, though, don't you? About what now? Carolina. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was spaced out for a second. In other words, she wasn't listening to what oh, I was saying. Fine. No, no, no. I was. I, um, because I thought we, for some reason we were talking about Muguruza. That's why I was confused. We are. We are. We're going to get to Muguruza. Okay, so what I... Just the... Okay, the why situation. Pliskova and Martinez split. Um, I don't know. My theory is, but that's just me coming again from a philosophical kind of end. Carolina is a kind of a low energy person in a sense of that she's not low energy... Um, when she's on court, she's not very emotional. That's she's why they call stoicism. her the ice queen. Yeah. yeah. So I always feel like it's, it's good to have queen, a... Not the ice queen. But also ice... I feel like that's... <laughs> you just hashtagged her a different one. Well, you know what I mean, but she is like very stoic, exactly. And I feel like um, it's always good to have a balance in energy. So mm-hmm. when you have a coach that like gives you a, a push of energy in certain moments, and I feel like uh, Conchita was the same way when she was a player and also seems to be very similar to that as a coach. So maybe... That's just, as I said, pure speculation. Maybe there was there was like a lack of energy in a sense because I felt like they did a good work. But then also I think Carolina has high expectations. I think she expects to win a slam before mm-hmm. an Osaka wins two, before Andrescu wins one. So I feel like there probably was a certain kind of disappointment. Um, so even though she did have a great season, she finished number two in the world. Um, she might have had uh, some expectations not met in any form of way. But again, this is pure speculations, and you know her better than, than I do. As I said, I don't have any inside information on it. I mean, look, uh, you know. I don't either, but I'm making her, things up. <laughs> my split with her in uh, March was, I didn't expect that either. So mm-hmm. um, because I thought, you know, I br- brought a pretty good sort of balance to her being on court and, um, I think one of the things that she's missing um, is the ability to finish some of these points against some of these players. Um, and that, for me, is moving forward. I think that mm-hmm. she has to improve her ability to move forward at the net. And I think it's one of the things that Azarenka did so well when she mm-hmm. won a couple of Australian Opens. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. You know, she was a beast from the back of the court and didn't miss. But she took balls out of the air. Yeah, I mean, did. she really took – she had one of the best swinging forehand sure. volleys. Yeah. Um, she closed And that. closed the points out and yeah. used her tenacity in that way and yeah. her intensity that way mm-hmm. um, to beat, you know, the Sharapovas and players like that in the final. Whereas yeah. Carolina needs to find that balance of can she hit winners from the back of the court? Sure, of course. But she also, you know, is not the quickest. She moves. She Actually, her movement over yeah. the last 12 months, and I give credit to Zula, her trainer, um, is fantastic. Yeah. But it becomes a little bit sideways yeah. and not forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the urgency to finish the point, uh, I think, is very important for her and also, you know, sort of working on the variety of her serve, I think, is, is a necessity. And, and it's, it's up in the head it's yeah. as well. It's like refusing to lose. Um, so I think there's a few things. And I, I swear to you, I promise you, I absolutely know nothing. Um, I don't know who she's going to sign. I'm going to take a guess. And I, I, I literally know nothing. I, I, 
I think, you know, maybe Dominika Subakova, who's not playing anymore, and there's rumours that she may retire. Yeah. Uh, her coach is probably going to be needing a job, and he's a good guy. And What's his name? Um, uh, I can't I can't remember at the, off the top of my head, but maybe he's in the mix. I don't know. That uh, would be a good choice for her, maybe. Mm. Well, this kind of relates to a question that Bryce McCarthy asks, um, and it kind of speaks to the Muguruza Martinez like question, which is like obviously there was a successful pair in the past. Mm. Do you go back and sort of rekindle yeah. things? Um, the question is, how is initial contact to see if there's mutual interest in working between a player and a coach? You guys can both well, speak to this. Well, it, it has is it like changed. Dating, like what is it? Well, it's like? changed really because in my days, <laughs> yeah, you just in my right days. Well, no, it, the way it worked for me was I would just go up to people and ask them or call them up when I knew they were free. I was not the one um, that would go up to people that were already kindled up. I was never that type. I just didn't like to do that. Um, but now you don't have to do that as a player anymore because the agents do everything for you. Oh, interesting. I was so surprised to hear that. But apparently the coaches have agents and they just shuffle them around. Yeah. So I saw Moguruza was working with Nishikori, just split with his coach. So I saw Moguruza was doing a few. I don't know if it's a long-term thing, but then she uh, was working for a few weeks with his old coach and they both have the same agent. Mm -hmm. It's Oliver von Lindonk, a Dutch guy who was working for IMG. So I see a lot of these things where... Um, where the agents is really the 100%. main, and that was Max. not. I don't know how it was in your, but in my days that was not a issue at all. I mean, that was just not a thing, and I think that's why also Sasha Bain is getting so many jobs because I think he's working with an agent too, or he's very mm. well connected in the whole IMG octagon world. One hundred percent. The bum, the metaphorical w bumble of with the yeah. coaching <laughs> with the top tiered uh, players often their management like i know that like max eisenbud mm -hmm. you know he has like a rotation of a couple of play, uh, coaches that mm -hmm. he just keeps ciphering off to his players yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, you know just one after the other after the other and so if you're in that sort of strat if you're in that sphere you just keep getting passed around mm. um and then you've got some coaches that actively sort of like you said, sort of weasel up to a player and start sucking up to them a little mm -hmm. bit and sort of saying, oh, I could do yeah. a better job with you and, yes. you know, and blah, blah, blah. And then you've got some players that, um, you know, are not happy with their coaches and they see somebody else. Or, and you have to remember, players practice with each other. Mm -hmm. So they're often on the court with other coaches so and they, they might see something yes, or that like, they like the way that they are. Yeah. I mean, what, what, with the way it happened with me, with Carolina, is I have no idea. Mm. She just called me and was like, hey, would you come to Singapore with me? This was, you know, a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah. How did okay. you get your number, though? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. You can always ask numbers of other players and coaches, mm. most yeah. of them through Everyone's the WTA. Like yeah. Sam Stozer called me. Obviously, she Okay, but you number. know each other. Yeah. But uh, just um, to go back to Muguruza and Conchita, I think that would be a great match. Obviously, Conchita has a way of speaking to her that works. In, she won Wimbledon. In, in Spanish. But, um, but then also, to be fair, she yeah. came on for that tournament she didn't do the work beforehand that was Sam Sumik and I know he's very controversial mm -hmm. and the whole their whole relationship was apparently very weird in a sense that um, they had these weird coaching timeouts where they were both very emotional mm -hmm. and she didn't very listen toxic. so but he did do the work it's I don't like when the coach comes on uh, you know for a tournament and the player wins the tournament. And then everyone's like, it's, oh, it's like being coach. in love for the first two weeks. Everything is great, but then the real work starts, and then you can see if uh, if things are matching up, and right. then you can see if personalities True. are matching up, and so on and so forth. But clearly, and that's to her credit, to Conchita's credit, she has a language, a kind of language, and something, a motivational speech, whatever, or she just brought calm to to Muguruza because that's for me to come back to my philosophical view of things. That would be a better match where Garbinia is very emotional. Yeah. And very intense, and maybe Conchita could bring a little calm into her, which helped during Wimbledon. Well, yeah, and she I was happy. She had my observation of Gabinia that year that she won Wimbledon. She was happy. She seemed relaxed. She looked too. Yeah, super she relaxed. relaxed. Yeah. She was smiling. She would say hello to everybody. Like you see her, we see her around the ground. She's not exactly. Yeah, she's um, kind of scowly. She's not exactly mm. Andrea Petkovic walking around the courts. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Miscongeniality. Yeah, miscongeniality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm licking the mic. Yeah. Great. We, we <laughs> whatever <laughs> that means. Um, well, it was kind of like when um, but Andy she Murray was, was working with Amelie Moresmo, and you're like, oh, Andy Murray is like so dour and like can mm -hmm. be hard on himself, and then Amelie Moresmo would be like, you know, just. My, and it was such a nice contrast in personality mm. types. You were kind of like, there has to be some... She was pretty serious. She's pretty serious. Yeah, but I. But she also, like, talked a lot about, like, the philosophy of, like, being happy within yourself. I mean, he's even talked about, like, just the different perspectives of getting Yvonne Lendl, who's very intense and yeah, very... Yeah, exactly. Well, Yvonne doesn't take any shit. You say, yeah. oh, well, I tried...
tried to hit that ball there, I don't care. It yeah. doesn't go there. Hit it here. Yeah. And mm. shut up and don't fucking gesture to I me. I heard a great story about Yvonne Lendl. Did you tell it to me? He lives in Connecticut and golfs most days, and he was entering into his golf club's Scrabble championships. I did not tell you this. And he story. lost in the first year of it, and so then he spent the next year like training intensely to be <laughs> like a Scrabble champion. Come on. <laughs> Swear. That sounds it's a story like I've heard. Ryan, I don't man. know if that's true, but it's that a story. We'll find like out. Maybe we'll we have get to him. Yeah, we have to get him on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Oh, he would be unbelievable. There's a couple more questions I want to get to, and then we're going to run out of time because we. I'm going to cut this into two episodes, obviously. It's, awesome. it's a yeah. year ender. Yeah. Um, and we really have to talk about that beginning of the whole thing. I didn't even know we were on, and there was a lot of fucking we and can, shitting she, going. She, we can edit a lot of that. We do a yeah. lot of we that. We do a okay, lot of good. that. Um, but uh, one of the questions aimed at you was Has the energy in the locker room changed in the course of your career have people become more open i think one of the points the poster was making was about social media and the yeah. way people have sort of become more i don't know themselves or at least comfortable with a version of themselves mm -hmm. being out in the world do you see something you notice i do think that the locker room has become friendly although i don't know because really? i've always been okay with everyone but what i do feel like is and I think it has more to do with a generational <laughs> sort of change that the new generation that is coming up has already been. Because back in the days, for example, I didn't play juniors, so I didn't have friends from juniors that much. So didn't have friends, but uh, I still don't have friends. Quite unquote. All my friend. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> but um, but I can see that nowadays because tennis becomes professional so early, you meet the players in the in the juniors that you later yeah. on on seniors tour and I can see that a lot of friendships form that have been going on for years already and they're 20 and they're hanging out in the locker room you can see it's they shared a lot yeah, of things cool. it's yeah. a different um, I would say because I have been around as you've already established in this podcast how old sure. I am I did play 22 years so I did really see the yeah, you branched a lot of the different shift. I branched, branched a lot of uh, different people mm -hmm. and um, I would say back in the day I mean we used to have for example every year at East born we would have a performance we would literally what? all the play you don't know this like you're at camp this, and this oh, like is a story the, for uh, racket magazine the monte carlo we would put on performances like a so, talent show yeah we would the players would get and and the staff and whomever wanted to be a part what? of a broadway production we would go to the the local <laughs> oh eastbourne God. theater and all the players and everyone would go and we would do performances that's, that's like do you think that's going could happen now no chance maybe maybe or maybe i'll put it out there I for think the players that's cool. but literally I we would pretty much take the piss yeah of everybody on tour yeah I mean, and some of the instances, quote unquote, that had happened on tour, we would put up there on the theater. Sure. And obviously it never got out, yeah. but we would sort of pay out on each other um, during that event. And I then think the younger generation would do that yeah. if you, you would have yeah. somebody who was like, hey, guys, you know what we should do? We played a softball game every year, the staff, the WTA against like the players. To meniscuses, that sounds like very dangerous. No, but that was do. literally I have photos That's of fun. like the players would play against the staff. Every year we would walk across the street at the Miami tournament, the, the Lipton as it was known then, yeah. and we would play a, 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 a game of softball. softball. I don't and even know what softball is. It's like baseball. baseball but with, with a big ball. With a big ball. Oh, and you throw it from underneath. Yes. That's there you go. You terrible look. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys look watch um did you guys look did you guys watch the NFL game yesterday? No, no. Oh my god, it was amazing. You don't like American football? I stopped watching god. with all the wife beating and Oh yeah, that's true. But it was so injuries. good. Okay, anyways. I like that you like sports. I love that we Well, like, she I has mean, no choice. Her her significant uh, other right now is, is obsessed with tennis with with everything sport. Every sport, but oh. I love American football. It's so strategic. Uh, yeah. That's what I love. But I do have my problems with the whole politics behind it and they are because um I met this one football uh, the way they are exploited oh, is a yeah. joke. That's, they have that's, bodies and that's oh my god. Talk about so I I do feel like a certain kind of I feel bad a little bit when I when I watch that I enjoy it so much because yeah. it's such a cool sp I it's mean just cool like sport. from the yeah, strategic yeah, yeah. because totally. I like that's what I like about tennis also is strategy. the the strategy the yeah. strategy How do you and say this that in is German strat strategy oh. strategy same. same it's the same it's the same um, this is a very random question but this kind of speaks to what we're talking about Caroline Watson asks I'd like you to pick a random 
midweek ladies penance team and keep us updated on their progress. What does that mean? Is that a sport that That's I understand? Is that like ladies. rugby or something? No, it's a tennis team. So in Australia, you no. play pennant matches. What does that mean? Which is like club team matches. Oh, oh, so Racket could like sponsor like a random like New South Wales yes. recreational Country team. team. We should fucking oh, really? do that. Yeah. Okay, well, listeners, please send us some suggestions. And also, we're only doing it if you are going to rename your team the Racketeers and we will send you T-shirts. Send you T-shirts. That's and all. Gonna say and dick kicks on the well, back. And, uh, well, I don't know if they're going to allow hashtags on the back, but well, if they, they do, 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 we'll it. do it. Grab them by the penis. That's well, our new the, hashtag. No, well, the, for it's this a midweek episode. ladies would mean Wednesday afternoon, the yeah. la- or morning. The ladies get together. They bring a bit of tea. They bring a bit, you know, a few scones and a couple of little t- sandwiches. That sounds great. Cake. And uh, they play against each other sure. and they whine and complain about each other and. And then, uh, in the after, and then after the match, they all sit down, and have a cup of tea and scone and a, and a sandwich. And then they complain about their husbands and their marriages, and then they go home. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. my um, my I don't know who it was my cousin or so. My mom told me when I told her that I have this great therapist now that Caitlin recommended. <laughs> we have the same therapist, and I, <laughs> mental. Therapist. And that uh, he helped me so much. She said, "Well, back in the day, I think it was my mom. She was like, well, back in the day, you would just bake a cake and go to your neighbor. That was your therapist.'" <laughs> 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 and I was like, fair point, mom, yeah. but I'd rather pay to speak about my feelings. Totally. And nobody's going to gossip and, about it at the yeah. town square. And P.S. And by the way, mom, of course you had baked the cake and went to the neighbors is why I'm going to therapy. <laughs> Probably. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This is a very random question, but we're going to end on it unless you guys have other things you want to discuss. Georgia Burdell, who also coincidentally, I gather, lives in Georgia, asks, why don't <laughs> women use their non-dominant arm to guide and hit their forehands in recreational tennis? What? Yeah, that's all. Moreover, when will... Well, moreover. Uh, Alta, which is the league tennis, kind of similar to ladies' pennants, get Hawkeye to curb the cheaters? I will hang up and wait for an answer. Obviously, this is a joke question, but it does raise something that I get asked about a lot and that we saw a little bit of um, this week when we had a major dust-up in one of the challengers in mm-hmm. Vegas, which is sort of the sportsmanship that goes on on the courts. Didn't especially Michael sort of Moe like, get disqualified? Michael Moe got disqualified. Yeah. Didn't he chuck a racket? Uh, he threw it at a linesman, yeah, I guess, or he real hit man. It. Yeah. So it sounds a little. Um, I'm thinking a little abusive. Not guessing. great. Yeah. Um, juniors, there's tons of cheating. Tons. Yeah. I mean, Aga Radvanska in her last episode talked about yes, it. Yes, if you haven't yeah. listened to it, go <laughs> listen to the Rad, yeah. Rad Racket Magazine Rad uh, Rad. <laughs> Can't speak. Radwanska episode yeah. because she talks about that. She's like, "Why would you cheat? I yeah. don't understand it." But hey, my so so. Whenever I think about that, whenever we talk, people bring that up, or you talk about. It. And I have very good friends that have kids that are playing in junior tournaments. Yeah. Um, friends in Florida, for example, they're like playing these twelve and under tournaments, and like there's so much cheating, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it'll all come out in the wash, people. Because mm-hmm. when you hear Radwanska. Wimbledon finalist, top 10 for her whole yeah. career, made $20 million, didn't cheat as a junior. So all you juniors out there that are listening or all the parents of juniors that are out there listening, if your kids are cheat, hashtag fuck you. But, okay. uh, no, no, I mean, seriously. <laughs> they all no, took a doctor. No, no seriously. They took a doctor. <laughs> seriously, because if you think if a nine-year-old kid. Yes. I will tell you two stories that are amazing, by the way. Once I cheated... Not deliberately. Hashtag fuck you. No, I will tell you what happened. It was 5-4 for me and the other girl was playing moon balls. And it was at back then in juniors, they tried the no ad rule. Mm. So it was juice. So it was at the same time match point for me and game Great. point for her to go back yeah. to five all. And she hit such a big moon ball that she lobbed me at the net. And Yeah, that's uh, called a lob. Yeah, no, not at the net. I was at the baseline. Sorry, I was okay. at the baseline. So she lobbed me at the baseline. So the ball went so high yeah. that she that it hit the fence before I could hit it. And she thought it was out. It wasn't out. It was in. But she just came to the net and put the, uh, raised her hand out. And I went and shook it. So I won the match. That was one thing. But the, it's not the uh, so funny story. The funny story is about, I'm not sure I can tell this, but I'm going to. What? I don't care. Alexander Zverev. Yes. And Alexander Bublik. Mm-hmm. So I played Hopman Cup with Zasha Zverev, and he tells me the story about how Bublik once, when they played juniors against each other, punched him in the face after the match. What? It's a true story. So I asked him, like, why did he punch you in the face? He's like, I don't know. I beat him like two and two. From juniors. In juniors. Yeah, they were like 14 or something. Uh, I beat him like two at two. And then I went to the net to shake his hand. And he came up and he just like, but with a fist, not like slapped him. He like punched him with the fist in his face. 
I was like, oh my God. So I kind of forget the story. So three months later, I'm at India Wells and I see, Sa and I know him because he practiced at the same academy and he's, I see him pass and I'm like, hey, Sasha, I have to ask you something. So I'm like, is it true that you punched Zverev when you were juniors? And he's like, yeah, totally. But do you know what he did? And I was like, no, what did he do? So apparently what Sasha did, whenever Cheated he started him. losing, he didn't cheat, like steal the balls, but whenever he started losing, he would just say another score what? and you know they don't have umpires in juniors oh, so what they have to do they have to start oh. from the score that both remember which yeah. was one all in the first set so instead of five one for Bublik <gasps> it was one all That's and so they had to up. replay the match and Bublik couldn't concentrate anymore wow. and he lost two and two that was so the that true goes part. against my theory did you about if did you, you don't believe cheat him? in juniors well and then I asked Zverev and he was he kind of was defensive he's like ah, Bublik is lying whatever but I kind of tend to believe the story is true because why would somebody just randomly sure, punch you in the punch face, you in the face yeah. with the fist as a 14 year old I mean he is rushing and I kind of appreciate <laughs> that he's like a badass, apparently. <laughs> but that's a crazy story. Isn't that is it? a crazy story. I know of a, a, a professional. I won't. <laughs> I won't mention names because one of the people should I have not mentioned names? No, of course you should. Okay. No, 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 no. One of no because one of the people that told me this story is somebody I really like and respect. It's and Chris Ever. No, shut <laughs> up. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I can it's see Chris. Can't you see Chris uh, <laughs> cheating? Um, she doesn't need to. She cheat. couldn't live with herself. Um, one of them was part of a team. And uh, he, t this person told me the story. Mm. And Billie Jean King. No, shut up. And halti <laughs> clapper. And uh, basically cheated uh, a line call at the French Open in a semi-final. Wait, were there no umpires? Yeah, and said, the, here's the ball mark and circled it. It was nothing to do. It was not the ball mark. They ended up winning the match and won the tournament. <gasps> it was Gabriela Sabatini. And they won the tournament. Renee, are you talking about yourself? <gasps> yes, <gasps> you did it. Wow, you are a detective. Well, you're Come assholes because you know it's the only Grand Slam I didn't win. So no, <laughs> um, but they won the tournament and uh, they should have been out of the tournament in the semifinals. So you know what? What goes around comes around. That's how I feel. So if you cheat and you can live with yourself, good for you. And if you cheat and you can't live with yourself, you're not. You won't do it. I, I could never cheat. I could never do that. Like you know, people that like touch the ball and like yeah. I didn't touch my rackets. Like how do you live with yourself? I thought the moral of the story like, for was real. Be like, and now that person has butt cancer. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> well, I don't know how they are, but they mm. they will. They it's will. True. It's true. You they have to will look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And you have to decide. Now they have hiccups forever, and their lives are destroyed. Well, and 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 they were known <laughs> to cheat often in different circumstances. So that person. You know what it is? They, they have no respect. They have no respect on tour. Nadia Petrova. Went <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but it's like blink in Morse code. If I get the name right, I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give anybody who guesses it right a free. Oh my God! Dick yes. Kicks listen, yes. I'll tell you what. Um, for all the juniors out there, though, that do listen, and all the parents that come I'm on, sorry don't, for all the cursing. If you're a junior, don't let to this, by don't the way. let. Yes. Well, I'm sure they don't let it. juniors listen. Don't to this. let your baby grow up to listen to us. <laughs> but but don't let your kids cheat. Come yeah, on, agreed. you know. I mean, yeah. a terrible, terrible lesson. Come on, you're yeah. letting them learn. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good because one day they will have linesmen and they will have Hawkeye. Yeah, and they'll start to complain and whine. And may God have mercy on their souls. May that may he. All right, or on she. that she. note, uh, let's wrap this wonderful two-part edition year in review podcast up with our Please illustrious <laughs> guest, uh, fashion correspondent, uh, genuinely nuts. So lady to my right, Andrea, thank you for coming to the studio. Thank you for yes. having me. Yes, we love that you are living part-time now here in New York. It's all happening here in New York. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next year. Cheers. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Ruggieri and the team at ACAST. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers. Thank you. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.